Welcome to the Mimi B Podcast. I'm your host, Mimi Bouchard, and this podcast is designed to help you become the best version of yourself possible. This podcast will motivate you and give you the tools that you need to get to where you want to be. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mimi B Podcast. I am super, super excited to have the beautiful Danielle Shug on the podcast today from at the mindful blonde on Instagram. We've been following each other for a while now, and it's just time to have her on the podcast. I am obsessed with her health journey. She is all about mindfulness, manifestation, just pure health, and just everything about you is like blissful, Danielle. So I'm just so excited for your energy to come on the podcast and for everyone to meet you and to hear your incredible story. Welcome. Thank you so much. You are so sweet. And I am so happy to be here. That was such a beautiful introduction. And I have to say, I feel the exact same way about you. And I know we've spoken about this already, but you are so good at what you do. And I just have to put that out there. It You just make being on this podcast like a dream. Oh my God. Thank you so much. Yeah, guys, we started, well, we started chatting like 20 minutes ago before I started recording. We've just been chatting for so long and I guess we had to start the record button at some point, but thank you. Honestly, that means the world to me. Yeah, of course. So for people that don't know you, like, do you want to maybe go into some background on your story? Kind of like, you know, where you started on this whole health and mindfulness and, you know, spirituality kind of journey and, and where you are now and how that kind of evolved? I do. And I think that um, it's a really great question. It's a loaded question. But um, for me personally, I think when a lot of people in the wellness world start, they are in a really, really good place. And I have to say that when I did kind of jump into the wellness world and really got into this industry, I wasn't in in a really good spot. And it actually progressively got worse. Um, I, I would say it took a couple of years to really kind of find myself and find this happy aligned life that I now live so basically like taking it way way back I worked um I never worked in social media or in the influencer world it was I would say probably age I'm almost 30 now and it was back when I was 24 I was working in corporate HR and I actually loved my job I worked at a hospital. It was great. And then my um, husband now, um, who's my boyfriend, then we were in a long distance relationship for quite a few years. It had been already about five years now. So basically, I had to make the decision. We made the decision collectively to um, move from Canada to the US where I couldn't work. And basically, it was just starting um, from scratch, starting over. And I know when you're like 25, 26, you think you're so old. And for me, I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do with my life? And basically, I had an identity crisis. And I haven't really even spoken about this, but with that identity crisis came a lot of anxiety, you know, fear of the unknown, just a lot of what am I going to do with my life if I can't actually work in the US and Instagram wasn't even really a thing. And basically, from there, a lot of physical symptoms um, came up for me. And I didn't really understand the emotional aspect of of health then. So I I started an Instagram actually, when I was living in the US when I, I had first Um, moved in with my husband and it kind of was just like a you know a fluff Instagram it was just like sharing things here and there was in my personal opinion not authentic at all and then I guess when I hit my supposed like rock bottom and then really really started sharing my truth is when um like I found health and I found that like alignment so I think for a lot of people you know, we hold back, we hold back so much. But for me, it's like when I actually started sharing um, is when things started to really get better for me, if that makes sense. 
That makes so much sense. And, you know, I, I love what you're saying there, how you started. Well, I don't love that you were having health issues, but I love that you, you know, said that you had these health issues and they started going away the more authentic that you became. Like, do you maybe mind sharing like what kind of health issues and what were the symptoms and like how they link to your emotions? Absolutely. So, um, you know, the things that really stand out for me and the things that I've actually shared and spoken about were I had a lot of skin issues. And I mean, you know, as being like a female, having any type of like, I had horrible acne, I had horrible dermatitis, really bad eczema, and it was showing up on like my face and my neck. It was just, it was resilient to like, it would not give up. And, um, you, you try different things. And I mean, I, I dealt with it for years, but I had really no, I just thought forever that it was food. It was what I was eating. This is why I was experiencing it. Never in a million years would I think that, you know, feeling anxious or feeling, you know, fear or doubt would manifest into something like a skin issue. And then I dealt with really bad fatigue, adrenal fatigue, um, horrible neurological symptoms. I had vertigo, tinnitus, like honestly, you name it, I was um, a mess. In And I had these, like, yeah, like I said, physical, neurological, and then just like really bad fatigued um, symptoms. Mm-hmm. Wow. And then how long? Okay, wait, before I get into that, I'm like, I want to pick your brain. How, when did you decide like enough is enough? Like, what was that breaking point where you were like, something needs to change? Did you discover, you know, uh, meditating? Or did you discover spirituality? Or how did you kind of get into that, that state that that you're obviously in now where you're like, your mentality really affects your physical and mental being like, you know, how, how did you kind of get to that point from A to B there where you were struggling and having all these health and skin issues and you like, you know, kind of went over that bridge to that new you? Yeah, no, great question. I like that aha moment. I think that so many people are, are reaching for or ask for. It, it's funny because I had so many like almost aha moments. And finally, one day I was sitting at the dinner table actually with my husband and we were eating completely different things. I'll never forget this because that was the norm. Like I had such a regimen and I was so strict and I could only eat certain things. And it was, it was so sad, but um, basically, and we had been together at this point for 10 years and he had said things, you know, before this, he is the most incredibly supportive human being. I'm so blessed to be with him, but he had, you know, obviously said things leading up to this. He knew I had a major issue, but um, basically he said, he looked at me and he was like, you aren't happy. You don't enjoy your life. I can't watch you do this anymore. And it was in that moment, like I said, he had said things like that prior, but instead of me being um, reactive and instead of basically arguing and trying to insist that I didn't have a problem, I just, I started crying and I said, you're right. And it was in that moment that honestly, I just, I surrendered. And I, it, it wasn't until I realized that I actually had a problem um, that I made, I started to make changes. So that really was my aha moment. And for whatever reason, I don't know why it was then. Maybe it was just the way he had called me out on it. And I needed to be called out on my shit. I honestly, I, I did. And uh, yeah, that was that was it for me. Wow, I literally have goosebumps right now. Like that is crazy. What an amazing guy to just be able to support you and and try to, you know, help you and be honest about what he's seeing. Like, that's just so so amazing. And after we talk about all of this, like health and uh, manifestation stuff, I really want to talk about relationship stuff. Cause like being with a guy for what, almost 15 years now or something, like how long, like we are, yeah, it's about, yeah, like 12 years, 12 years, I would say. Oh my God. I need to talk to you guys or to you guys, to yeah. you about that after, cause I love talking about relationships, but going back to the, the health thing, that's yeah. incredible. That aha moment, like that would be you know, like life shaking, I guess, for someone to kind of like have that, uh, that, that kind of mask removed to just to see things clearly. Um, yeah. 
So what did you, like, where did you go once you had that aha moment? Like, what was your first instinct? Like, what did you go and learn about? What did you do to change that? What did you come up with a plan? Did you, like, what did you put into action to kind of cure that? For sure. Um, Well, first of all, it was, like I said, it's recognizing that you need help. Um, You know, I knew so many people that were in my life, friends and family, they they had an idea, obviously, that there was like issues with um, like food and obviously this obsessiveness around food. Oh, I'm losing you. Can you hear me? Sorry. It's okay. Okay. So we'll go back to basically recognizing that I, I needed help. I think that is like the main, the main thing. And like I said, there was people who, who knew that I had issues and there's people who had brought in things up like nonchalantly. And um, like I said, I had to admit and come to that point where I'm me physically, I needed to know that I had the issue. I couldn't hear it from other people. I had to admit it. And then I think asking for help is just, it's so underrated. And I think people want to do all these things on their own, but I had like a little team. I I for sure did. So I actually worked with, um, you can look her up on Instagram now. Her name is Jenna Sophia. And it's so weird how we came into contact. It was like very well serendipitous, let's say, and like nothing happens like I I would honestly she came into my life in the most random way some like girl on Instagram had randomly messaged me who I'd never spoken to before and was like I feel like you would like love Jenna Sophia's work and it was so random so I honestly I remember like laying in bed one night and messaging her at like 4am in the morning and she is like she she's like a life coach but she's also like works with the subconscious so I worked with her for um, a little bit and then I found I know we've spoken about him too Dr. Joe Dispenza who I mean I could go on and on about him but such an incredible amazing man and um so I had found his work and then really sticking with friends and family so like having a team and you know working with people who you know truly align and love you too but um Mm -hmm. the Dr. Joe Dispenza meditations and just his work in general has actually just been mind-blowing for me like I kind of discovered him as well like a couple years ago and I you know tried to read one of his books once and I was kind of like oh it's a bit complicated whatever and then I rediscovered him and started doing the meditations and I was like jaw droppingly like oh my god this is a game changer like his work for everyone listening that doesn't know who he is like you need to go check it out like even just listen to a podcast that he's done on like goop or something like he has a podcast with goop and like it's just pretty like just introduces you to him and he essentially talks about how your mind can control every aspect of your life like your body like he heals people like his big seminars um that he does these events that he does like I'm dying to go to one have you been to one yeah so I actually I mean I went to his advanced retreat and I had done like his, Oh my God, I did his intensive and his progressive workshops because in in order to get to um, an advanced retreat, you have to do those two um, prior, but I will say he is, his work is, it can feel so intimidating. 1000%. I remember it was February where I got um, one of his books and I remember opening it up and being like, I can't do this. Like, this is way too intimidating. I have no idea what, like, what is this guy even talking about? And so it was February that I had opened his book. And then I had gone to his advanced retreat by August. So it really like did not take, now I would be considered like one of his advanced students. So I, you start with the book or start with any one of his books and just read a couple pages a day. Like if that's all you do, that's great. But his meditations are unlike any other type of meditation. I can't really say that I resonated with any other type of meditation besides him. And yeah, he mm-hmm. has a completely different approach. So 
like you said, starting off with a podcast where he kind of explains his methodologies makes things so much easier. And then you can slowly start to, you know, look into his work because it can feel like a lot upfront. Mm-hmm, that's it. Exactly. I He's in like the, the movie, The Secret, I'm I'm pretty sure. And yeah, he is, right? Yeah. And honestly, yeah. if you Google Dr. So, Joe Dispenza podcast, he's been on like hundreds now. So yeah, yeah. So that's kind of how I think I discovered him um, in the movie, The Secret. And yeah, like the, the books, like I have the audiobook and I still try to re-listen to it, but it gets really confusing. He goes into the science of it, which I also like we we need to, to have that. And I love how he goes into the science of it all. But like for someone that isn't with like a science background like me, it is kind of, you know, hard to to digest. But just to understand the real message, like I believe in the message so I believe that everything he preaches is real and correct. So I don't really guess, like, I don't think I need to learn the science as much. I already kind of believe it. Um, but I'm, I want to pick your brain, Danielle, about how, like what the retreats were like and how, like basically just like the top things that you've learned from him that have changed your life. Like how have you changed your life with his work? Right. So I, it's, when you ask that too, and so many people have asked that, it's hard to explain, I think, after leaving his advanced retreats, like what I had physically seen with my own eyes, I don't think you can really put into words. It's one of those things like, um, when you experience it for yourself, it's the only way to really truly understand like what is happening because really like I went there, had done his work for, you know, a couple of months. I'm like, I'm really, really committed to doing the work. And then I didn't really go there with very many expectations, but the things that I saw, like tumors falling off of people's faces, people who couldn't walk, you know, they were paralyzed for years and now we're like walking and, you know, not even physically, like just people who are like manifesting like millions of dollars and creating these incredible companies and just really like the things that you, you see with your own eyes, it's, I can't even explain to you, but I will say that like an advanced retreat with him is, is basically it. It's just like a completely new becoming of the self. I like, I left that seven days feeling like my goal in life and moving forward was to emulate everything I was going to be in my day to day was going to help everyone and anyone who comes in contact with me and anyone that I can share my story with. Because basically what he teaches is that like what you are in your waking day and People are going to are going to be curious and ask questions and see that. And then that is essentially how we strengthen the collective as a whole. So like, I mean, again, it is really like hard. Like what I saw with my own eyes is like I just explained to you. But his meditations are so much, so much more profound. And like the way he explains energy in the body is just like it's unlike anyone else. Right. So it's like energy can, there's two ways energy goes out or energy goes up. And I mean, he speaks a lot about chakras. We talk about like chakras and you know, the wellness world, but he calls them like energy centers. So basically he teaches you how to tap into your energy centers and how you can move that energy to go up and through and out the body. And I know it sounds crazy, but all of the physical symptoms that, you know, tons of us to deal with, um, especially now too, with everything that's going on in the world and being sicker than ever as, you know, as a whole, as a collective, I think that it's more important now than ever to realize that we can control, um, how that energy is stored and how it is removed from the body by thought alone. And we don't think about, majority of us don't think about, you know, what are the things that we're thinking and feeling in our day to day? Like, what is our state of being? How do we go about our lives? Those aren't even those aren't even things that people even think about. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 crazy. And oh my god, the meditations like I everyone needs to try them like you can get them on his website, the morning one. 
I do every morning and I, I feel like I'm like floating afterwards. I feel like I, I don't even know what he does in it. Like there are certain like, you know, waves of sound that he uses and all these things. And, you know, like, I, I just feel like I'm radiating after like my energy. Like I, I literally visualize like my whole like aura energy kind of bulb around me, just like literally vibrating at such a fucking positive frequency. And it's like the best feeling and the coolest feeling in the world. Like my favorite feeling in the world is finishing one of his meditations. That feeling right afterwards is like better than sex. (laughs) No, exactly. There's so many people who like the retreat and we're like, I don't need my husband anymore. But (laughs) go back to the morning meditation. It's a really good meditation to actually speak upon because, um, I think like knowledge is the precursor to experience. So if you know better, then you'll do better. So if you understand why you're doing what you're doing, then the how gets easier. So I think for like briefly explain this, like during Dr. Joe's morning meditation, he takes your, like in the beginning, he'll be like, focus on your eyes and then focus on the space, you know, between your, you know, your shoulders and focus on the space between, you know, you and the the wall, you know, so basically what's happening during that time is he's taking your focus from a divergent to a convergent focus. So what happens when you start to really focus on, you know, just the space between your eyes, you're slowing down your brain waves. And what happens during that time is you become more suggestible to information. It's just like when we're watching, um, let's say a commercial before we're going to bed, it's not some... they do that on purpose, you know, marketing is, they're brilliant. Basically, before we go to bed, our brain waves are slowing down. So then we are more suggestible to that pharmaceutical company telling us that we need to take some sort of, you know, drug to help us sleep. And therefore, we're more likely to take it. So the same thing's happening during, you know, the way he starts his meditations, he does that on purpose, right? And then in the morning meditation, what's so freaking powerful is when he says like what is the vision of the future you know what is that vision what do you want out of your future basically is what he's saying and I this is what I tell you know clients I tell myself I tell my friends and family is it's not enough to think happy thoughts you know affirmations are great and mantras are great but it it's not enough to be like I am happy I am healthy we need to you need to emulate those feelings you need to cultivate that like what does it feel like to feel healthy? What does it feel like to feel happy? And like, really, really open your heart. Like, what does that feel like? You need to feel it. You can't just you can't think these things, we have to practice feeling them. And I think that is where the sweet spot is, where so many people, especially when it comes to meditation, they don't understand because we don't practice feeling happy. We don't practice gratitude. We don't practice joy. We don't practice what it would feel like, you know, to be a millionaire, you know, to have everything in our life. And this is what brings us to like this whole idea of manifestation. It's like people who have success and people who are, you know, living these, you know, happy, beautiful lives. It's not a coincidence that they got there. You know, you, the work is emulating those feelings. It's, it's teaching your body emotionally what happiness feels like, what gratitude feels like, what being a millionaire feels like. It's it, it, That's the practice. That's the work. Mm, my God, I know. And it's just like the coolest thing ever because the more that you feel how you want to feel, the more it actually becomes a reality. Like I've been doing his meditations pretty consistently for almost a year now. My life has not changed so much in my entire world. Like I, I've come, I'm completely different, like mentally, financially, physically, like, yes, I've been doing so much other work on top of the meditations. And I also do my own meditations as well. I don't only do his, but it's like, it's, the one practice of feeling how I want to feel now before it's reality has changed everything. Exactly. And that, and that's just it. It's, you know, you, whatever it is that you want in your life, say it's health, it's wealth, it's whatever it is. We, you have to emulate that now. Like that is what manifestation is, right? That is, it's knowing that it's 
happening in that present moment um, and really believing that it can and the potential is there and feeling those feelings and those emotions and embodying, you know, that life ahead of the experience. Because, you know, if you ask anyone, and I mean, you've had so many incredible people on your podcast and so many successful people, if you ask them, you know, what their secret is, is they knew prior to having, you know, that success or prior to healing themselves, that that was going to happen. And they lived that in their present day. And oh my gosh, it's the hardest thing in the world. Like people are like, okay, so like, I just like, it's, it's, it's a lot of work. Like, let's be clear here. It is work, but it's totally doable. And when you understand, like I said, when you understand why you're doing what you're doing, the how gets easier. And then you can really begin to implement those things in your life. Mm-hmm. It is work, but it's like really fun work. Once you kind of hone into it, it's like, you know, I, what, what, okay. When I'm not in the mood to meditate, I just tell myself, Mimi, think about how you'll feel afterwards. And then I do it. And then after I'm like, it's the best thing ever. Yeah. It's work, but you get like, instant dopamine from it because it's like oh my god I'm so close I'm almost there and it's like everything that you're saying just makes so much sense and with the whole manifesting thing it's like you know I truly think that just the simple feeling of being there and and being so close to where you want to be and just like already in that vibration is the most life-changing thing that you can do if, if you're trying to manifest, right? Like what are your, other than meditating, do you have any other daily routines that you use for manifesting? Like, do you ever, you know, do you journal? Do you, like, and if you do, what kind of stuff do you journal about? Like, you know, are there certain thought patterns that you go through in a manifestation kind of manner? Do you like act as if a lot? Do you, like, tell me kind of like what other tools do you use other than meditation? Honestly, I feel like that's, I wish I was like one of those people who could like give you a list of like all these tools, right? I don't like have, for me, it's like, okay, yeah, meditation has absolutely changed my life and having, you know, that practice of really like really honing in on teaching my body emotionally how I want to feel is like the practice. So it's not like I need to be in a meditation in order to like to do that anymore. I feel like I'm at a point in my life where I really just want to be like hyper aware and self aware of everything that is going on in my day to day. It's like, do I have really crappy days some days? Absolutely. Do I wake up on the wrong side of the bed? Absolutely. But now I'm at a place where like, I'm so aware of it. So I can kind of like, it's like I'm a, like a child. Like I can give myself the time. I can have that reaction, but it's like I'm really good at like getting over it. So it, it's kind of like being a child, and you know, you fall down and you hit your head, and then you, you know, three or four minutes later, you're like over it, and you're doing whatever it is that you want to do. And that's kind of how I've like practiced living my life. It's like me and my husband can get in this argument, and you know, I can have my reaction, and it like lasts like four or five minutes, and then you know, sometimes it's twenty, sometimes it's an hour, but I'm like. I don't know, like, this isn't how I want to feel. Like, I have that self-awareness now where I can, like, kind of just turn it on and and realize, like, what is it that I want to feel? How do I want to feel moving forward? But journaling has never necessarily been something that, like, I really, I like, I loved. It didn't really resonate. But I'm all about, like, calming the nervous system in any way I can. So I'm, like, just, like, simple little things, like, throwing my legs up the wall, like, honestly just like closing my eyes breathing like like I said elevating my legs and just like taking a couple of moments to just breathe and be there and like know that I'm you know taking that blood from my feet and bringing it to my heart and getting that circulation moving or like if it's like you know I I get it people don't have time as much time as they want but like running like a hot bath or not going on my phone like choosing to instead of scrolling for 15 minutes I'm going to put my phone away and I'm going to just like lay here you know like something like simple as that I think like with the whole manifestation thing like it can become like really trendy and there's so many different ways that people have you know cultivated manifestation but for me it's just like it's really simple 
it's not really there's not mm-hmm. too many things that like I say I would do in order to you know have this like practice in my life. Yes. Oh my god, I love that. It's like in the it's in the daily kind of mundane routines where if you practice it, that mindfulness and just being getting back to you, that's kind of how it becomes more of a a, a big pivotal kind of crazy change in your life. And I've noticed the same with me, like the little decisions every day that I make, like deciding to like sit down and eat my smoothie bowl in the morning without distractions, without my phone, or like, you know, just making that conscious dis- decision to, you know, watch, not watch TV before bed and like read one of my books instead, like those little things exactly. really, really help. And being okay with not doing that too sometimes, so just knowing that I feel better when I do it, right? Absolutely. And that's the other thing too, is like, you're not always going to be on, you're not always going to feel like maybe meditating, you're not always going to feel like your 100% best self. But just, I think it's really easy to to be comfortable with things that are familiar, because they're comfortable. So for a lot of people, it's like, we, you know, whether you're dealing with something like anxiety, or you're dealing with like, you know, maybe work isn't really going well, your health isn't really going well. I think that we get into this place that feels so comfortable and so familiar that it's easier to, you know, feel anxious, or it's easier to feel the fear, or it's easier to feel whatever it is that isn't serving us. Um, Because like I said, it does feel so familiar. So I think for me, like, major shifts and changes happen when I got comfortable with being uncomfortable and knew that I, I had to, to accept that things were going to feel unfamiliar in order for change to happen. So I think like the whole, again, like mindfulness is very like trendy right now, but for me, like mindfulness is just like really becoming familiar with yourself and taking the time to actually just think about how you think and feel in your day and be easy on yourself a hundred percent but it's like these like small little tiny um commitments that are so tangible that that they add up to and I always say that it's like these little tiny things that they add up to big victories yeah hundred percent Hey guys, let's take a quick break from today's episode with Danielle. I want to talk to you about correct grammar. Have you ever been writing an email and you can't seem to remember the difference between there, there, and there, or my personal struggle, effect versus effect, the A or the E? I always struggle with that one and I feel like it makes me seem so unprofessional if I'm writing an email to someone, a potential brand partner or even just like a business partner and I incorrectly spell something. It sounds so like stupid and I don't want to sound that way and sometimes it's really just an honest mistake and it just doesn't come off the best. So all in all, I am so excited to introduce to you Grammarly, one of today's podcast sponsors. Whether you're communicating with your team online or working on a project, Grammarly is the digital writing tool you can always rely on to get your message across clearly and effectively with an E. (laughs) Grammarly works across multiple platforms like Gmail, Google Docs, Slack, literally everywhere. There's more to writing well than catching spelling mistakes, you guys. Grammarly can help you write confidently no matter where you are. Grammarly is also the digital writing assistant that helps more than 20 million people put their best words forward. Signing up for a Grammarly account is free, and it gives you real-time spelling and grammar checks as you write. It works where you work, so you can communicate with clarity and confidence on every platform. Do you want deeper insights on your writing? Grammarly Premium gives you advanced feedback on tone, word choice, punctuation, and more. So I use Grammarly, and like I mentioned earlier, it is great for business emails because I do not want to come off unprofessional. I try so hard to keep my professionalism intact because I'm young. I am working with very successful people sometimes, and I don't want them to, you know, see that 
I am not professional in any way. I have some sort of insecurity about that. So Grammarly has actually really helped me with my writing in emails. And my favorite feature with Grammarly is the overall writing score and the vocab suggestions. It's always something that I would actually use. It's nothing that's really out of tone with my voice and it really just has a great tone to it. It's very intuitive to use. So yeah, Grammarly is great just to kind of have as an add-on in your life and you'll just see writing become so much easier and so much more fun. So guys, Grammarly Premium helps you write like a pro with advanced real-time feedback. Level up your writing for work, school, or in personal projects. Premium features are advanced suggestions on grammar, punctuation, sentence structure, and style. It's the perfect writing tool for anyone who wants to stand out with every word. Harness the power of Grammarly on every platform with their desktop editor, browser plugin, and mobile apps. Improve your writing on all of your favorite sites and apps. Don't just say it, make a statement with clear, flawless text that's sure to impress. Grammarly doesn't just correct your mistakes, it actually helps you build your skills as a writer. So guys, get 20% off Grammarly Premium when you sign up at grammarly.com forward slash Mimi. That is 20% off of Grammarly Premium at grammarly.com forward slash Mimi. That is G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y.com slash M-I-M-I Mimi. Now back to today's episode. It's about like mindfulness is kind of on par with the word consciousness. Like the more conscious that I am, the better that I am as a human. And I've just come to realize that like, I just want to feel good. Like that's why I'm, I have all these goals and I want to do all these things. Like I just want to feel freaking good. So like in the morning when I do my morning routine and I'm like, I'm looking over all my goals that I have, I'm like, why am I putting in this work? And it's like, oh, the end goal is always just to feel really good. Like I'm making a conscious decision to speak to myself in a certain way, to eat a certain way, to, you know, like do certain things because it just makes me feel good. And I think when we have that as the underlying why, that's when you see incredible success. Cause just like you, I used to be super obsessive and controlling with myself with around food and around this and around that, and just never feeling good enough. And, you know, being so negative towards myself because I wasn't where I wanted to be yet. But like the moment that I'm just starting to be nice to myself and doing it still doing being healthy. And, and it's not like I'm, you know, I don't care now. And I'm often, you know, eating processed pizza and gross stuff. Like, you know, it's not that it's about doing what you know, will make you feel good. And for me eating really healthy, and for me, waking up early and doing my morning routine and moving my body and going on long walks, it's like, it, it feels good. And that's why I do it. And yes, the side effects are that I feel like healthy and radiant and not bloated and successful and all that stuff. Right. And I think like, I mean, you just hit the nail on the head there. Like it, again, it's like not a coincidence that we want the things that we want in our life. And with social media, it can, like, I like, I see social media as a manifestation tool, right? I I don't see it as like a comparison thing. I, I mean, I used to fall in that for years, but now I'm like, she has that. That's great. I can have that too. Or, you know, they're there and they're on that. Like, like, great. I can do that too. Or like, she's healthy. I can have that too. But it's also knowing that, you know, really trying to understand what is it that makes you happy? Because, you know, for me, it's like eating a plant-based diet and, you know, having a meditation practice makes me really happy. And like living my life the way I do makes me really happy. I'm not, but I'm not trying to live, you know, her life or his life or, you know, again, like having a self-awareness practice is what brings you to self-acceptance as well. So then you can stop all of that comparison and not get really caught up in all of that. Because I do think that like each and every one of us are going to feel good, but in our own right, right? Like there's different things that are going to work for different people. And we don't all need to live these like cooker cookie cutter lives. So I think that's another really important thing for a lot of people to understand when it comes to like the whole wellness industry. I think it's really easy to get caught up with, you know, what is everyone else doing or, you know, she looks really healthy. So I'm going to do this. And it's no, it's letting go of that and, and really starting to understand like what makes, you know, 
for me, it was like, what makes Danielle happy? What makes me happy? Like, what is it that I really, really want? And falling for that, not falling for what everyone else is doing. Yeah, I completely, completely agree and align with that. Like 100%. This has been such a great conversation. Like I love talking about this kind of stuff. And like, you're just so on point with all of this. Um, So tell me, like, just to kind of round off the manifestation kind of conversation, what are like the top things that you have successfully manifested? Mm. And how long did it take? Yeah, so awesome. I love this question. So I will say, um, I've spoken about this openly too. I didn't have, um, I actually had lost my menstrual cycle for almost about three years. And I mean, being a woman and not having a cycle can be a little alarming at times and obviously stressful. So I obviously worried about conceiving a child and I you know, it was something that came up a lot. But for me, I do think like when I really started to show up and my life just, you know, fell into place and I became aligned and, you know, really just fell into my purpose, I totally manifested becoming pregnant and I totally manifested having a healthy pregnancy. Um, it's definitely something that like when you, when I go back to like meditation again, I would sit in my meditations and visualize having, you know, a really healthy pregnancy. I would think about and feel it, truly feel like, what would it feel like to, you know, be pregnant and to be able to have this beautiful baby one day. And lo and behold, you know, I'm sitting here almost seven months pregnant. And I know for a fact, that is because of the work. And that's just like one of the most powerful things that I've ever experienced personally. Um, that's what's true to my like heart. Uh, another thing is like, this is a little bit less important. Let's call it that. Um, I manifested completely clear skin. I don't care what anyone says. Like I had was on the most incredible diet and using really great skincare and doing all of the things. And my skin was horrible, like horrible. And it wasn't until again, like I really practiced, like what would it feel like to feel comfortable in my skin, to have clear skin, to be able to touch my face, to not be in pain, like manifested clear skin for sure. Um, the house that we're currently living in, um, living in Europe, like these are some of like traveling, like these are some of the things that I definitely, again, like totally manifested. So freaking incredible. Like good for you. How long out of curiosity, how long did it take to manifest the skin clearing up? Yeah, great question. That's one. And again, like I did work with people. I don't want to say like I'm some like like magical human here. Like I did work with people, but it was such a powerful tool during this process. Um, I would say the skin clearing, like to really, really notice, I would say like a month. And then at like the three month mark, it was where I was like, didn't, was no longer wearing makeup. And I, I mean, like you can see on Instagram now, like before I would like never even show my face and I'm like, just, it's fine. Like I totally feel comfortable putting my, you know, face in that screen and being like, this is me. And like, okay, here, like I get a pimple here and there, but again, it's like not that big of a deal anymore because I understand that like I am capable of whatever it is that I want in my life. But, um, yeah, I would say it was probably three months. Wow. Oh my God. So wait, what did you do exactly to manifest that exact like skin clearing up? Like, was it just in your meditations that you would just envision yourself with amazing skin? Yeah, I would say that it was like, I will, I will use Dr. Joe's morning meditation. That is what was most profound for me. I would not go a morning without it. And basically again, like there's a, that part in his morning meditation where he says, what is the vision of the future? And I, I swear to you, my vision was I was sitting on my bed and I would wake up in the morning and I would touch my face because before I could never touch my face. It was like, I couldn't because it was just so broken out. It was so painful. It was so red and raw. And I 
yeah, again, I would sit up on my bed. I would touch my face. Like my husband would be there. I would be so happy. I would have no makeup on. I would walk to the mirror and I would look at myself in the mirror and be like, this is the skin that I want. Like this is, I don't necessarily have to wear makeup. If I want to wear makeup, it goes on smooth. Um, another thing for me was like sitting around like a dinner table and being around like friends and food and being able to eat things. Um, and not worry about what my skin was going to look like or react because that was huge for me. Like I dealt with serious orthorexia where I couldn't eat anything because I was so worried um, about how my skin was going to react. So, you know, it wasn't just visualizing, like it wasn't enough to look in the mirror and be like, I love and accept myself. You know, I do. I love and accept myself for sure. But I needed to, like I said, really hone in on what does it feel like to have that clear skin? What will it feel like emotionally and physically? And I I would open my heart. I honestly, like that sounds so cliche, but I would really like, sometimes I'd get so emotional. I'd start crying because I would be like, I want this so bad. And I know that it's possible. And I know that I will be so happy and so confident and so content when my, when my skin is clear. And, and I, I know that can sound a little bit vain, but it was what was important to me. And I just do believe that it's, it's accessible to all of us. Oh my God. I'm obsessed. And I completely agree. Like 100,000%, you know, what I've just started to do really recently, like I've always had these little bumps in my arms, like, uh, keratosis pilaris. I don't know if you know what that is, but it's like, no, you don't. No, no, I do. Yes, for sure. Oh, you do? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not even on the back of my arms. Like it kind of started there when I was like maybe like 10 years old and like I'm 23 now and I've pretty much had it my entire life and in some parts of my life um, where I definitely was not in line with my authentic self, um, it got worse and it would go down to my forearms. So, and now it's like so much better and I don't have any active ones like they're just more scarring um but what I've started to do in my meditations is just to kind of experiment with myself I envision that ideal me and I have my own version of that what that I do in that meditation but then I also envision her like recently I've started to really focus on like the arms having completely clear skin and that's something that like I never thought was possible, but you know, I'll keep everyone posted. I, I, it's already been getting better though. You know, it's crazy. That's amazing. And I think like it's having that, like the intention, like your intention rate, then it like in your, whenever it is, like if you're sitting in your meditation, your intention is to have, you know, no bumps on your arms. And then like taking that intention and being so, so specific with what it visually looks like. And then what are the emotions that are attached to that? I think that's like when you can pair those two together. So it's like clear arms, like you don't have those bumps on your arms. What would it feel like to no longer have to deal with that? And I always ask people like, what are the emotions that come up? And like, for me, like the clear skin, it was like confidence came up and joy and happiness and unlimited. And like, those are the things that I would teach myself to feel. So I really just like want to get that point across like whatever it is that you're looking for like have the intention there get really really specific as to what it looks like but then pair it with the emotions like we're we're so good at a feeling fear we're so good at feeling anxiety we're so good at feeling these like low-grade emotions because it's like what we're used to so like let's upgrade those and let's really practice feeling you know those high vibe emotions and it doesn't have to be all like weird and spiritual it can totally be like you don't need to be a tree hugger and like you know do five hours of yoga every single day to be into this practice like it is available to us all oh my god I'm obsessed like this is such a freaking epic episode and I think it's going to change so many people's lives like you're so good Danielle at speaking about all of this stuff like it's it's honestly like mind-blowing and I don't want this conversation to end. Like, it's so good. Okay. But before we go, because we are already at 45 minutes, I want to hear um, a bit about, like, how like, I want to talk about relationships a, a bit because, yeah. like, we're both in very happy relationships, yeah. even with your husband um, now for 12 years. I've been with my amazing boyfriend for two and a half. And, yeah. you know, Ben's my first boyfriend as well. I feel like is like, how, how did you meet your husband really quickly? And how, like, most importantly, like, what are your top kind of tips on having such a 
beautiful, long, like just full relationship. Cause it really seems like it's just like so amazing. Oh, well, thank you. Well, I mean, by no means, like there's no such thing as perfect. I do think that, um, like we met very young. He's actually a year and a half younger than me. He was, um, Oh my gosh, it's so funny thinking back. He's 18. I was like 19 and a half. And we actually, he's a professional hockey player. Um, so he was playing junior hockey in the town that I grew up in. And like, we kind of just had this like run in. We had like some common friends and we didn't start dating. I don't think until probably like six months after like just actually speaking, but he was living in like South, um, like Southern Ontario, I was going to school at like Western University in London. So we were doing like the long distance thing, even though we were really young. And then again, he had moved to Carolina, North Carolina, and I was still living um, here in Canada. So we're doing we did long distance for like six years. And I think really like the solid foundation for us is both knowing that like, we had our own things. So we're both very independent. But like, I just supporting each other through whatever it is that we needed to go through at those times. And like, when you're really young, you go like, Oh my God, relationships ebb and flow for sure. But like, if you are, you know, I know for your audience, you do have probably a younger audience. Don't live your life for that person. Like I never lived my life for Justin. Like I did everything that I wanted to do. And I knew that like, if it was going to work out in the end, it was going to work out in the end. Like I didn't, we would go, you know, four or five weeks without seeing each other. But like, I knew that again, this was like manifestation, but like, I knew that if it was going to work out in the end, I knew I was going to end up with him. Like I knew that. So like I did my own thing and he did his own thing. But um, then when we moved in together, obviously you would come into it's like a whole new relationship right you like learn so much more about each other we had already been together for a while but I still had my thing and I think that's like why I actually did get sick because um I like had this identity crisis like I had spoken about and I didn't know what I was going to do but again like he supported me through you know starting an Instagram and like starting this you know company and doing whatever it was that I felt like I needed to do um in that time and I will say like the number one thing we always say it is keep the small problems small. And I I always say that like, is this a big enough issue to, you know, to really get in an argument about and he like, and he's the same way. So I feel like that has been huge, but also, and I think it's so cliche when people are like, marry your best friend. You don't want to just marry your best friend. You obviously want to marry like your lover and you want to marry your best friend, but we do have so much in common. And then we do have a lot of differences, but we are open to evolving and you have to be open to evolving. Like you want your partner to evolve. You want to evolve, but then you need to, you know, come together and, I mean, for me, that's just like been the success of a relationship. Amazing. I love it. That's so incredible. Yeah, it it really, that is so true. It really is. And uh, I'm learning that more and more for sure. Make, keep the small problems small. I love that. Oh my God, Danielle, this has been such a freaking amazing conversation. I'm sure everyone is literally like in love with you at this point. (laughs) Where can they connect with you to chat more and where can they follow you and, you know, see what you're doing every day? Yes, absolutely. So um, I'm on Instagram the most actively and you can find me at the mindful blonde. And again, my blog is www.themindfulblonde.com dot com so really easy to find me but um I do feel like people don't even know my name they're like Danielle Shug who's that I just know like the mindful blonde so I think that's quite funny but uh yeah like connect with me there I am an open book and I feel like I basically live in my DMs so I can't wait to connect with you all amazing thank you so much thank you